Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. Today I'm going to be talking with Ashley James. She's the owner of The Bear Home. It is sustainable products. She's based out of Burlington, Ontario. And Ashley and I talk about what it's like to start a business, what it's like to be a business owner as a mom, how living overseas prepared her for making those changes, and what her piece of advice is for getting started. Join us. We have a lot of fun in this conversation. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm awesome. Good. So Ashley, I'm just going to jump right in and I'm going to get you to tell us a little bit. Give us the Coles Notes version of yourself. Tell us about you. All right. So yes, Ashley James, I am married, uh, mother of three. Uh, I have a son, Oscar, who's six. Our daughter, Ida, is four. And uh, we have a new a new uh, baby. Well, she's six months old now, which is crazy. Um, but her name's Liv. It's busy. Um, it's busy. It's busy. Yeah. <laughs> Running a business is busy. Um, and we live in Burlington, Ontario. Um, yeah. And I started a, a, a company called The Bear Home um, about three years ago. Um, so The Bear Home is an eco-sustainable cleaning collection. Um, all of our products come in glass bottles. And then we offer refill stations for at-home refilling. Um, and then we also have um, retail partners across Canada and the U.S. that have refill stations in store so you can take your bottles back and refill in store. So our whole mission is to reduce the use of single-use plastics. Amazing. So you started three years ago. Um, I, from, a personal, from a personal standpoint, I want to have a little bit of a conversation with you because um, most people who are listening may or may not know that I was an expat for many years and you and I connected on the fact that you lived overseas. When did that happen for you? Where were you living? We were in Germany. So uh, my husband was actually playing hockey there. So we lived in Germany for seven years. So we were, our first year we spent in a really quaint, beautiful little town called Augsburg, just outside of Munich. And then we had two years in Dusseldorf, which was really cool. Just such Very an awesome cool. place. And then and it's fun to say Dusseldorf. It, yeah. That's also fun to say. I like that. <laughs> uh, and then we were in Nuremberg for three years, which was fantastic. It's like so beautiful. There's like a wall around the city and it's just a really, really great place. Um, and then our last year we were in a, again, a quaint smaller town called Straubing. Were any of your kids born there? Yes. Our son was born there. How Oscar did you find that? Oh, Cause it's a big deal to have like, <laughs> speaking from experience. It's like, it's a big deal. Well, it's a big deal to have your first child, no matter where you are. It's a big deal. Like that Absolutely. process of becoming a mom, but becoming a mom for the first time overseas is it's a thing, right? It's a big thing. And it is, it, you're right. Regardless of whether you're overseas or in your hometown, the adjustment from going from zero children to a child is a big one. Mm-hmm. Especially like I'm, I'm quite a social person. I like to be out and about and kind of do what we like to do. And it was definitely an adjustment. And then not having a support system there was definitely challenging. Yeah. But also very cool. And it's really cool that our son Oscar likes to tell people he was born in Germany. Gives him like, I don't know, that 
It's that like is. a fun fact, right? It's a fun fact. Yeah. Totally. We have that in our house too. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying. Um, did you find that things were really different? Like the, the process of ha- becoming a mom, having a baby, um, like how things were done? Yeah, it was different. They, they have things right over there. Like they, ha- they give you a midwife that will come to your house every day if you choose to have her too for actually up to a year, which is, wow. um, we had her only come for the first like week and a half just to help us and, you know, weigh the baby and all that stuff. But it's nice to have that in your own home. Um, but yeah, it's, it was definitely different. Um, the, the language barrier is a big thing. I, I could speak some German, but not medical German. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the hospital, but yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a big, it's a big deal because it's kind of a time where you'd like to know what's going on and you just have to have full trust because when I had my first daughter, my French was not good. And I remember being like, well, I hope they know what they're doing. Cause I have no idea what's going on here. Totally. I yeah. totally agree with you. Did you have both kids overseas? Yeah. Both were born in France. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Right. And it was, it was very dreamy, but it, the experience was actually like not dreamy. I, I just finished my yoga teacher training and I was like, I'm going to breathe my way through this. It's going to be a beautiful non-medicated experience. And it was more like an exorcism kind of like, it was really, really hard. And then I didn't know what was going on. It was, it's a lot. And then the second with my second daughter, I went in and I was like, give me all the drugs. They checked me and they're like, um, you're one centimeter dilated. (laughs) I was like, and that's a true story. Um, but I had like some kind of PTSD from the first experience I had. And I was just like, give me the drugs as soon as I could have them. And then that experience was a little bit better. That's so funny. So I, I I actually medicated for being totally honest. I had a a very similar situation. And it, yeah, it was, uh, my epidural didn't work. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. That, and it's not, it's and, not, and it wasn't. Yeah. I should have had a C-section and, and I didn't. Yeah. Cause <laughs> and, you think I, you're like, I can do this. Why do we do like, that to us? Why do we do that? Why the martyrs? Like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't want a C-section. And they were like, okay. I think the, the English girl doesn't want to see. They probably didn't know what you were saying either. They're like, ah, uh, <laughs> this is awkward. Oh, but Uh, it's all good now. And then with my second daughter, I was like, feel like the experience was easier because I had an epidural instantly um, as soon as they would give me one. But then the lady, there was a nurse who came in and she was trying to be really nice, but she was saying to my husband, she was like, oh, where are you? Where's your wife from? Because my husband's fluent in French. Where are you from? Why are you here? And then I brought all these hormones happening and she said, Oh, it must be so hard for you being away from your family at this time. Oh, no. It's such a difficult time. And I just was like, the waterworks just started coming. And my husband's kind of trying to give her the eyeballs. Like, this is not the time to ask her if she's homesick. When, like, <laughs> when, when she was obviously, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I would rather have some friends and family around. Oh, but thank you for pointing that out at my most hormonal moment ever. <laughs> Anyways, so you had one of your kids there. You came home. Yep, came and home. And to Ontario you went. We did, yeah. And then, um, so being over in Germany definitely changed my outlook of sort of the way that we were living. Like we saw a very sustainable way of 
a very sustainable lifestyle over there and adapted it very quickly. So when I say that, I mean like shopping smaller, you know, walking to the market to get your food every day, Mm -hmm. um, refilling products over there. Um, and then also above and beyond that, they, they have very strict regulations on ingredients that are in your products. Yes. So when I was moving back and, and I'm sure you can, you agree that like when you become a mom, you, you really start looking into all those things, right? It's like, Oh, wait. Yeah. I don't want to put the poison sunscreen on my child. Maybe I should get them something a little more right. You know, healthy. Totally. So yeah. So then when we moved back, I was obviously going through a transition. I was a graphic designer living over there and a photographer. And then when we moved back, I just wanted something more fulfilling. So I decided to have a market stand, a farmer's market stand. That's how I started um, with our cleaning products and a few other um, items as well. And other low waste um, products, such maybe you guys have heard about like um, produce bags that you can shop with or beeswax wraps and that kind of stuff. Um, And at the end of the market, it really did so well and people really wanted to refill our cleaning products. So I found myself driving around uh, cities around uh, me as well as Burlington. and people would leave their bottles out on their doorsteps. I drive around in the You're car. You're like the milkman. Literally, <laughs> like pumps the soap, and I would refill them. It was like it was awesome, amazing. Yeah, and it was like kind of at that point when we realized, okay, I think, you know, I think we've got something here that people are into. Like they're ready for this change. They like are more aware of their impact on the environment. Um, so then it took a few months to figure out where to take the business next, and then we launched our bag and box which is awesome that it's the same as box wine. I was going to say, I, I know about bag and box in a different kind of way. <laughs> so you are like the soap of box wine, the box wine of soap. What is that? However that would yeah. go. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's the same idea though. Right. Totally. It's so funny. All the messages of people that like write on Instagram, is that wine or <laughs> No, it's soap that you put on the shelf beside your boxed wine. Right. right. And then no perfectly what you're refilling. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, then we launched that and uh, we've just been motoring ever since. So it's, it's like super exciting. So did you always, like you were a graphic artist before, um, did you always have like an entrepreneurial itch in you or was oh, it just always. always? Oh my gosh, I think I've started so many different businesses. (laughs) I do think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but because you've moved so many times, I can relate to that, obviously. And I kind of have that as well, because you're like, well, got to start something, got to figure out what I'm going to do here. And I feel like that fear of trying something new when you move around, especially big moves, big changes overseas, different cities, having to rebuild your network and your community it kind of gives you a fresh start to try something new. I feel like a lot of people have been given that scenario for the first time in COVID because they've either had to change, they've been forced into it in totally. a way that we would have um, previously like through lived experiences found. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little bit less scary to try something new because totally. you've got nothing else going on, right? <laughs> I mean- I was given some really good advice early on. My dad is an entrepreneur. Um, It definitely runs like deep in my blood. Give us the advice. I want it. Yeah. Just like the advice was always just launch before you're ready. Like do not wait, 
for everything to be perfect, just throw it out there and see, you know, see what happens because it's never going to be, it's never going to go the way that you're expecting. And you'll probably learn a lot along the way and you'll learn how to pivot and, and, and make changes along the way that would have maybe cost you a lot of money or time or so. Yeah. Just like having that feedback from people early on is like so valuable. It's so good. Launch before you're ready could probably be tattooed on my forehead at this point. (laughs) Really? Um, But if like, I don't have, I have like an anxious, like I want to do it now in me. I don't really have a perfectionist in me in that sense, maybe a blessing and a curse. Um, But I know some people are like, I don't want my idea out there before it's ready. I don't, I don't want to try it. Like you're going to make a mistake no matter what, but you can sit on something forever. Absolutely. And it's funny. I'm actually the opposite of you. I am such a perfectionist. So it's very (laughs) hard for me to take the the advice that I'm throwing out there, but I try so hard to follow it because it's, it's the only way like, right. You just sit on it and sit on it and it doesn't, uh, you'll never start. Yeah. And don't overthink it is the other one that I always say, like, that's my big thing. Don't overthink it because it is so easy to talk yourself out of something. Well, it's like this podcast. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> cause I'm so scary. This is like, when well, you- you're just so good on the camera. You're so funny. You're like, Oh, I, I said this to you so many times. I wish I had like an ounce of your like, <laughs> Oh no, but thank you. Thank you for that. But I think that every, and I tell this, like I tell this to the girls who run the branches all the time. I promise no matter who you are, the first time you talk into that Instagram story, it is the most awkward thing you will ever do. Totally. And now here I am with you, like soaking wet hair, no makeup on. And I'm like, hope you don't mind. I just jumped out of the shower. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's so good. You just get to be, I always say like, I'm just, I'll embrace my inner Jillian Harris. People love her. And she, she like in one slide will look like a movie star. And then yeah. in her next slide, she just got out of bed, has no bra and her hair's all over the place. And people love her because she's real. It's so relatable. And I just think like, I don't actually follow a lot of pages, not nothing against the people. It's just like, this is not for me because I will never do that. Like with the beautiful table settings, I love going to people's houses who have like charger plates or starter plates, whatever those things are called a plate underneath your real plate. Do you know what I mean? Like one that you don't actually eat on. Like people who have that with the napkin rings and they've like got twigs from the backyard for a centerpiece. Like, I can't do that. I got it together. Yeah. They have it together. I don't know where they hide their children. while This is happening. Yeah. That's like tablescapes that I kind of coined that. Like, yes. Like a beautiful tablescape. It is a beautiful tablescape. I don't follow those people because I will never in my lifetime do that. Um, I'll have a party full of people. There's no tablescape. It's like, just plop all the food down over there. I got a lot of wine at the house, but then you got a good party. I'll start a winescape. Yeah. We, got, we went on a tangent. I don't even know where we were going with that. Start before you're ready. Don't overthink it. That's where we were going with that. That is. Um, <laughs> because yeah, the, the thing on showing up, like if you just keep showing up is another thing that that's where we were going, the Instagram stories and how it can be like awkward. It definitely can. And yeah. so no one's ever ready for that. No one's ever ready to feel awkward. 
but I think you just got it. Like the more you do, it's like making yourself uncomfortable, um, taking risks. It's uncomfortable, totally. but the more you do it, the more normal it becomes. Absolutely. Kind of like talking into your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird at the beginning gets easier. And I think anyone who does it will be like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember when that was really weird. Yeah. I tell the girls sure. that because across 19 branches, we're all, we're all feeling weird. Like yeah. all the girls are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about the stories. I can't believe you're at 19 branches. Like it's exciting. Eh? That is so exciting. Yeah. It's I, oh my gosh. Like you, I, you I say that it's so amazing. Like it rolls off my tongue, but then when I stop and think about it, I'm like, holy shit. But I think like, I'm, I just have, and, and technically speaking, we were, we are, we were an events. Like we held events. That's what we did. COVID was the time for us to die. Talk about a pivot. Um, but we grew, but yeah. again, it was the expat piece that came in because at no part of me was ever like, well, I guess we're done here. My, my internal, again, with the expat piece, just because that's where this whole thing came from the need for community. And you will know this, Ashley, is that when you live overseas, that is how you connect with your people. Oh, yeah. Like you depended, like we were on technology before there was no zoom, but we were Skype all the time. Yeah. We were like Skype, WhatsApp video. So I knew that connecting online was better than not connecting at all. So that was just, that was a natural pivot because I mean, that's how I always connected with my own family. Totally. It's like, you're definitely right. It's the, that piece of community. And I, I think that's why you, you have seen such success. And that's why you have so many branches. It's like, you're creating that for people. And especially in this time right now, that's what people are craving most. Yeah. And I, we like, again, that feeling of isolation, the feeling of living in a place where you don't speak the language or you don't have a lot of people, or it's not as easy to make friends yeah. and knowing how much you need it and how much that can be a game changer. Like, yeah. I was like, Oh, I, I know that for real. Like I'm not knowing it because somebody told me about it. I know it because I had no friends a whole bunch of times. And so now I'm like, I will be the awkward girl who just walks up and sticks my hand out and it's like, Hey, I'm Lisa. Nice to meet you. You want to be my friend, like one of my best friends to this day, she lives in Florida now, but, um, I talk about in my book, becoming French, a little plug for myself there. Uh, (laughs) I talk about how I met her. I met her. in France, in the grocery store. And you can relate to this because I heard her like at the end of the aisle speaking English. And there's like where I lived in the South of France, there was British, like a lot of people with like British people or Scottish people, um, same, same, I guess, but like with a UK accent speaking English, but I never heard anyone with like a North American accent. And her accent was like, came like barreling down the aisle. I was like, she is from North America and she had kids and she wasn't in my play group. And she's staring at this like box of cookies or something on the shelf. Just like, it was like the most foreign thing she's, she's trying to figure out what I was like, why is she staring at the cookies? She's new. She's from North America. And I'd like marched right over to her in the grocery store. And I was like, Hey, I'm Lisa. You're new here. Aren't you? And she was like, mm, how do you know that? I was like, well, I don't know your kids from playgroup, and you're speaking English to them. So we're probably going to be friends. Here's my phone number. Like you don't do that in real life. Over next week. Yeah. <laughs> like 
just so you know, we'll be best friends. And it's funny because we were like, actually, and I was like eight and a half months pregnant. So then I just went off and had a baby. And then I walked into another, you know, an expat party. I was like, Oh, you're the girl from the grocery store. She's like, yes, you're the girl who clearly had a baby because I had no more bump, but in like, you're not desperate for friends normally. Yeah. Like that as you are, when you find yourself in these super weird situations. So it's, but it still happens. It still happens. If you move from Edmonton to Toronto, you're still going to need to meet people or if you move jobs or it's, it can be harder when you're older. Right. So we're just like, maybe you just want to refresh or you just want to meet some new people. Yes. You could still be in the same place, but exactly. So we're on something. Yeah. So <laughs> wherever you have your um, soap refill stations, if you can just let me know and I'll like have the wine refill stations <laughs> right next door, bring your wine box bottles, ladies, and you're going to fill them up <laughs> bag and box. <laughs> actually, Hey, I should get on that. That's actually not a bad idea. I know it's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, okay. So how let's, let's get, let's refocus here. Um, okay. So you have three kids that's super busy. You started your business when you had Two. half your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Two thirds of my kids. Uh, um, yeah. I started the business uh, when we had two kids. Our daughter was one or so. Yes, one. So how does being a mom, like how do you, how do you wear the hats of being a business owner and being a mom? It's challenging. It really is. Um, it's such a loaded question. It's, 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 uh, it's hard. We try to like after the kids are done school or, or, um, daycare, I'll like try to make a point to put my phone down and not touch it from like five to seven. It, don't get me wrong. I failed. I was going to say, how's that go? I tried that too. How's that work for you? Cause I know how it works for oh, me. Well, <laughs> yeah. Get the eyes from my husband if I don't try. Uh-huh. But it's hard when you're the business owner and like, you want to get packed with people quickly and you want to do the best you can. And it's, it's, you're spread thin. It's, it's challenging for sure. I do have a really great we have a very small team. There's three of us. Um, and they are very helpful and have definitely helped pick up the slack um, since we had live six months ago. Um, but then it's also like this weird with COVID and like being forced to be at home. And then like, you know, you think everything's going to be normal this week and then schools are shut down because there was an exposure in the class or like, yeah, that is really hard. It's mm-hmm. yeah it is, it's uh, challenging, but you know what? It's also so rewarding as I'm sure you can agree owning your own business and like seeing, watching my kids kind of soak it all in or our kids soak it all in. And like, I see them really watching and learning from this new sustainable way that we're trying to teach them of living and um, they're just like, I mean, last week they asked if they could join like the earth rangers. Like, do you know how cute that is? <laughs> it's like a little program. And they're just like, they eat it up. It's, it's like really, really cool to see. It's super, know, like, it's something it, magical because you're not telling them. No, they're showing just them learning, which is like, they're immersed in one, like how you said about your dad, your dad was an entrepreneur. So you're not only teaching them about like the planet and what's important and sustainable living, you're also teaching them 
how you could make a living doing something you're passionate about, which is so cool. That's it. That's it. And that's like really special. And it's, it's cool to see their, yeah. I mean, they, they sometimes get, you know, picked up in school and they're like, okay, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, we got to stop and deliver some soap, but yeah, <laughs> we'll do something fun. <laughs> but yes. it's all good. It's like, it's a balance, right? You can only do your best and it's uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's you know so- what? Sometimes, and I feel like we have mom guilt and whether you're a business owner or you're not a business owner, people have mom guilt, no matter what, it's always going to creep in. Totally. And so what I try and remind myself again, not always successfully, mm-hmm. um, but like how you said, your kids are wanting to be earth rangers. I see my girls playing, like just playing in the playroom and they are, they're having leadership awards. Um, the woman with the most leadership in this and they're like and sometimes they give speeches to the wall like and I'm like oh my god and my husband just looks at me he doesn't even have to say anything he just like gives me these eyes and I'm like give him I shrug my shoulders and then I think you know what there are worse things that I like if like the workaholic gene is seeping into family time at sometimes like if you know yeah. I'm to sit and watch cartoons with them. I'm like, I don't want to watch cartoons. Let's be honest. But totally. if I'm sitting there and then I happen to have the laptop, they're still snuggling on me or whatever. And I'm, I'm maybe not watching my little pony uh, <laughs> but I'm there and I'm multitasking. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that I'm, I'm modeling to them. And it's obviously there could be way worse things that we're modeling as moms. So we have to kind of remember that when we're doing the mom guilt thing on ourselves. You're um, so true. Remodeling so- the good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Showing them that they can do something that is fulfilling. And yeah. Yeah. Chase Go them. us. Go us. <laughs> <laughs> what, Go advice, what advice would you have for someone who wants to do a startup? And because I do think they're, like I said, a lot of people um, with the way the world is right now, a lot of people are being forced into being creative in a way they haven't before or forced into trying something that they haven't, maybe they need to start a new job or maybe their business has totally shifted or maybe they didn't have a business and they lost their job. Now they want to start one. Totally. Like, we kind I of talked like, about this because we said yeah, to start I before you're ready. Like, I kind of feel like I go back to like, the, again, the best advice I was ever given. And that's just like launch before you're ready. But um, it's such a great time to start something. It really is. Like there's so many great tools out there, like Shopify, for example, it's so easy to yes. use. And like, you don't have to sink, you know, $20,000 into building a website. It's like, this, this is not true. a paid Shopify ad. <laughs> But it's just like drag and drop easy. You can create beautiful things. It's like, and it's fun. Um, So yeah, no, I I think it's really just like launch before you're ready and just try it. You never know where it's going to go because trust me, when I started this business, it is somewhere completely different than where I thought it was going to be. I mean, I signed a lease on a store. I was going to open a storefront that had a cafe in it. And like, long story short, there wasn't enough power in the like we demoed the place and everything and wow. then like there wasn't enough power in the building the universe was just like no this is not the path you're taking it <laughs> put up every possible roadblock do you know and- I think we, we are kindred spirits because when we came back to Canada and I haven't even I don't even think I've ever said this publicly like my family knows this yeah. we had a down payment on 
a coffee shop. Like no way. We were going to open the Good Earth Cafe in the East Village here in Calgary. I love that Good Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the East Village was this like new, well, new then up and coming area. And then I was like, we both hate mornings. No one's gonna want to go and open that store. <laughs> it's so oh my God. and that's kind of what it came down to is there there's no morning person in this family and we're gonna be there and who's gonna get the kids to sleep? and it just like it just the universe same thing was like nope this is not gonna be what it you're doing and then I was like maybe and I have that gene I was like maybe I'm gonna open a spa like I went on all the all the journeys yeah um and so it's funny how you you land where you need to be you do but sometimes you do a little dance to get there and there's nothing wrong with that because you learn a lot along the way exactly yeah. so what is next for you with the bear home what do you what are you manifesting ooh big uh, scary dream what's the big scary one i think it's like i mean we're always looking to launch more products so we're working on some new fun products. We did just launch our shampoo conditioner bars, which are awesome. It was our first like dive into the personal care side of things. Um, if you haven't tried them, give them a try. They're really great. Um, how do you go on? Go ahead. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't hold it back. It seems like it's coming. I have to ask like, how do you, okay. So you say like, walk us through this because you say like, I want to, I want to make a shampoo bar. Yes. And then what? It's a process. Every I bet it is. That's the other thing with like, yeah, launching stuff. It's, it's takes a lot longer than you think it is. So I have a few different chemists and it's, I've learned a lot in the last few years, <laughs> but I have a few different chemists um, that I work closely with to help or to help formulate our products. Um, we're very strict on like the ingredients we use and all that kind of stuff. So it is, quite a lengthy process. And I, as you know, I'm a perfectionist, as I mentioned. So <laughs> it has to be, I, I almost want to like debunk that it can't products, they can be natural and so effective, right? Like it, it, it can happen. And that's what yeah. we're trying to do or we are doing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, it goes from package design to formulating, um, having, yeah, having the packaging made, um, and then all the marketing behind the launch. It's so fun. It's such a fun process. It's very um, creative. It is very creative. Yeah, it is for sure. And we work with an awesome, um, branding agency that's actually in Burlington. Um, and they're so helpful and just, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah. so where can, if people are listening and they want to find your products, where can they find them? Um, so we have our online store thebearhome.ca, B-A-R-E, not like the animal. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, clarifying. Yeah, and then um, actually on, on the website at the bottom, you can scroll down. Um, and if you would prefer to support one of our retail partners that's local to you, um, you can go on the store locator and put your um, postal code in and it'll pull up the stores that are around you. So at those stores, you can either refill your bottles there or... Um, at home refill boxes. Um, so yeah, I mean, back to what we were talking about before, I guess going sort of our next direction is just working on additional products for personal care. Yeah. I got excited because as, as soon as you said shampoo, my mind just went like, how the hell does that happen? Like yeah, it's, <laughs> actually it's a process, but yeah, 
it's a fun one. So you're expanding. You're always, and I think that the creative in you is like probably once, once you get to, okay, shampoo and Fisher, that's our, that's a thing now. And then it'll evolve from there. So that's totally like, I, I really want to do a baby line. If I'm being honest, there you go. Put <laughs> it out in the, put it to the universe, a baby line. That's what I'm, uh, yeah. And you have the perfect, uh, clientele in your house to practice on. Right. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you some of our wine, women, and well-being questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you could sit down for a glass of wine with any one woman, living or dead, who would you want to sit down with? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I know. No pressure. I can do some Jeopardy music if you like. Oh... Give me some Jeopardy. I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't even know how it's been. Is that it? I don't even know the Jeopardy music. We can come back to it. You can say me. We can get a glass of wine right now. <laughs> I've got to think about this. Okay, give me the next one. Let's go back to it. Okay. Your What is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Exercise. We, we talked about that earlier. Peloton. Peloton girl. At uh, the beginning of COVID. Before you, I was like a runner in Pilates, but I also did love spin. Um, so yeah, the Peloton has been a lifesaver. I feel like that in Zoom, like if someone would have told us to invest in these things about oh. a year and a half ago, that would have been helpful. Right? Yeah. Where was the tip people? Yes. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite book recommendation? Oh, or something you've read recently or listened to. Okay. I am a, I love listening to podcasts personally. I'm more of a podcast listener than And so this is good. So maybe I need to reframe this question because I'm also obviously a podcast listener. So what's a good podcast? I'm, you know what? I'm adding that in there from now on. <laughs> I'm going to ask, what is your book or podcast recommendation? Because really that's the way of the world now. I'm, hey, I'm like, giving you two podcast recommendations. Okay. And I'm, hang on. I want to write them down for real. Well, you're going to know one of them because it's my girlfriend, Caitlin Bristow, who has off the vine and she's super, super funny. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> How do you guys know each other? Cause we've never talked about this. How we do you and Caitlin know each other? Pardon? We lived in Germany together. Oh, okay. That. That makes sense. Yeah. Expat girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. She was my very close friend there. Every time the guys would go away, we had sleepovers every weekend and drank wine. So fun. <laughs> frozen pizza. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. So okay. off the vine. Like the fun, the fun part. And then um, how I built this. How I built this. It's a podcast and it talks about it. Um, they interview all different businesses that have grown and are very successful. And it's just super inspiring. To I was going to say that would be super inspirational because just when you think like, oh my God, then, Hey, if they can build it, someone's totally. going to do it. Right. Totally. Totally. Good. Um, yeah. So those are my two. Okay. My next question. What does sisterhood mean to you besides wine and frozen pizza with Caitlin Bristow? <laughs> <laughs> Solid support. Being able to just be yourself 
and always feeling supported, never judged. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I'm super lucky. I have three sisters and a brother. I'm from a family of five. So I really wow. get that sisterhood. Uh, yeah, that's what it means to me. Feeling supported and yeah, having that support system around you. I think it's so important. What advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Probably to, sorry, that was a long pause. That's okay. (laughs) It's okay. There's no kids screaming in the background. We got all the air we want. Uh, Yeah. That like, whatever you think is like, I don't know, at 16, it's like, that's a hard age. So I feel like just don't take everything so seriously. Like it's not every, you know, your boyfriend breaking up with you is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like it is at that time. That's such, it is a hard time, right? Honestly, my husband and I were talking on the weekend about it's so, I, I've, I hate how our kids are growing up in this world of like social media and I know it's, it's hard. It's I'm, it's I mean, scary, but it's very scary. It's very, very scary because some like, I mean, we've all done stupid shit, period. It just, it's just how it is. And I think like, thank God there was no social media or smartphones or any of that. I'm so happy that that wasn't around when I was a teenager. I totally agree with you. Um, And yeah, it is quite worrisome. Yeah, it is. Okay. So don't take, don't catastrophize is what we're going to tell our 16 year old selves. That's a great word to sum that up. Yeah. <laughs> I say that to, I say that to my husband all the time, like currently, <laughs> like, I think we're catastrophizing again. <laughs> like, yes, I definitely am. I really want to meet your husband one day. <laughs> <laughs> the poor man. Oh, um, okay. What else did we think of anyone? We can skip the question. Anyone you want to, who do you want to sit down with? Are we going back to that one? Or are we omitting it? We can omit it. I don't know. I have too many, like, people flying around. Jane Goodall would be a cool one. That would be very yeah. cool. Um, we would see her trucks cruising around when we lived in the Congo. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Well, we lived in the Congolese jungle. So, and, and I was like, what? My husband sent me a picture from the grocery store. He's like, I am literally parked beside a Jane Goodall, like big SUV thing. Yeah. Cause they would have like gorillas hanging around over there that is so cool yeah you've been in some really cool places <laughs> cool is relative and again way cooler when you're not living there anymore and you can be like yeah I lived in the Congo totally I survived yeah I had a uh, friend who said uh, because like for example when you say you live in Paris yeah when I lived in Paris and I would come home and I was like with my mom at the mall and so oh, she but what about this and Oh, but my mom would say something like that would allude to me not living there. Right. Um, yeah. Or the weather or something. You're not going to need that because of the weather. And people would say, Oh, where do you live? I'd say, Oh, I live in Paris. <gasps> the reaction you would get from people when you tell them that you live in Paris, but then you actually are in Paris and you're like slogging it on the Metro and you have to like walk 15 minutes and you want to wear cute shoes, but you know that you're going to break your ankle on the cobblestone. And there's just all of these things, right. Oh that are maybe not so glamorous in real life. And I had a friend who lived there and she's like, 
the best thing about living in Paris is saying that you live in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of accurate. That's so yeah. <laughs> but don't you find you like, I don't know, I miss Europe. I do. I miss yes. it. Well, now, of course, like the lifestyle. And, and if you, if you plunked me down there again, I'd be like, yep, but you can adapt. I feel like the more you do it, the more adaptable you become. And it's like anything, the more you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations or the more we stretch ourselves, like it takes a lot to go live somewhere else. That's a huge stretch of your personal self. Okay. And the more we do those things, well, the less scary it becomes and the easier. And then, so yeah, now I would probably say that there are some better things about living in Paris, just besides saying that you live there. Yeah. <laughs> There's some other good things too. The macaroons. The yes, exactly. <laughs> good coffee. Yeah. No, I hear you. So life is an adventure. We'll see where it leads, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're in an awesome one. Yeah. Well, I'm trying <laughs> to, and I'm excited for when Manifest does come to Toronto. Oh, I know. We'll finally get to meet in person. We will see you there. Yes. You're going to be involved with us there in some capacity. So that is very exciting. Very exciting. And then we will be able to sit down for that glass of wine. Oh, can't wait. Or yeah. two. Or two, for sure. I'd Maybe. say. I mean, yeah. the kids will be at home. So. No, no need to put a number on it. We'll just leave it open. <laughs> see where it goes. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, Ashley. This has been super fun. Wasn't nearly as scary as you thought, right? You know what? There you go. Back to the point of just, you just got to do it, right? Do the thing. I'll say, I'll say yes without hesitation next time. Yeah. And you can, well, you didn't really hesitate. You're just like, I'm scared shitless, but I'll do it or (laughs) whatever it was. But now you can check that off. You're like podcasts. Those are no big deal. I got this. Totally. I agree with you. So thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you for forcing me into my comfort zone. It's no good. problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, good. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.